You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Fashion. Turn to the left. Fashion. Turn to the right. Uh, fashion. Fashion? It's fashion with Penelope Noir. Morena Penny, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. What are we talking about in the world of fashion today? Well, I thought we'd talk about Ray Petrie and the Buffalo style movement. Ooh, please tell me more because that, these are names of words that sound familiar, but that's about as far as my knowledge goes. What, are we, what is the sort of um, time, space, era that we're working with here? It's in the 80s, and originally it's weird because I thought it was based on Malcolm McLaren's Buffalo Gals, oh. um, which was written when he went to New York with Bow Wow Wow, and he went to a block party with Africa, Bombata, and Universal Zulu Nation. Um, and I thought that that's what the world's end kind of clothing came from, which is a bit like Spandau Ballet, you yes. know. Um, but it actually isn't. So it's from 84 to 89, and it was started by a guy called Ray Petrie, um, who unfortunately passed away in 89. So it wasn't, he was only about 40, so he was pretty young. Um, and to explain Buffalo, it was a counterculture style created by Ray Petrie in 1984, inspired by American and English tutorial histories. It incorporated high and low culture as well as sportswear. Americana to create a unique sense of style influenced by street style, club culture, attitude versus clothing, reggae, Africa, cowboys, diversity. So it was kind of really quite out there. It also spawned the term killer. You know how like when you go, oh my God, that's so killer because it was True. so good. Okay. Um, yeah, which, um, yeah, you, I guess you kind of think about where did sick come from and all that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, so for us older folk, killer, that's where it came from. Uh, well, and What specifically was it that Ray Petrie was doing that made killer like a phrase? Uh, so when he was um, like styling people, he would put different words on like say their beret or their hat or right. their lapel and that was one of the words um, that he used. And essentially he put uh, men in skirts Pretty much for the first time, he dressed girls as boys. The, like women would be dressed in um, yep. men's suits, that sort of thing. Um, there was a 2015 collab with Dr. Martins, uh, and he basically he was basically he bo- was born in Scotland, moved to Australia at 15, and said, "Oh no, this is boring." So he moved to Camden, <laughs> London, and beca- began selling jewelry. And then he became an agent for, for, for to- a photographer called Jamie Morgan, who convinced um, Nick Logan, who was the editor of the Face magazine, to allow them to kind of um, do the styling and everything for the pages. Because at that right. time, the editor would choose the designers who would then choose the photographers and the photographers had to do like choose their own models and then the models would do their own makeup and all that kind of thing but um but Petrie basically corralled a number of photographers models um hairstylists etc to do this instead and they used to wear um nylon ma1 army surplus jackets and it had buffalo 
like um embroidered on the back so they really were kind of a lot of gang you know that's so interesting and i feel like um looking at images from this and stuff there's there's quite this sort of uh like very strong aesthetic which i would associate with acts like um so a lot of the sort of camp queer glam stuff that came out in that like part of the 80s obviously is drawing from this as well like maybe taking it into a different space but um there is like a, a sort of through line there that seems very clear yeah so um petri played skillfully with the iconography and mythology of metrosexual modern of the metrosexual modern hero and the homoerotic muse so he totally knew that that's what he was kind of doing he yeah. would do things like have people would be wearing really um you know brogue shoes but with um tracksuit pants and and mm. you know um there was a lot of um cultural appropriation that he did but at that time you know it wasn't you know it's the time and the place and he was actually about diversity yeah he wanted to have it's yeah. interesting you look and you, you see it now and you're like oh yeah that's not the vibe anymore but the place it was coming from then was uh you know an attempt to be like radically diverse rather than um what it actually is which is you know, a white man wearing a Native American headdress, which is obviously not the vibes, but yeah. <laughs> the, the sort of 80s intention came from a different space. I mean, it didn't make it good then, but it does sort of contextualise it, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, one of his most well-known models um, was Nick Kamen, and for m- some people they may remember the famous um, Levi's ad where he goes into the laundromat and he takes off all his clothes and the song is Hurt It to the Grapevine. He puts his Levi's in the wash and then he puts them back on and everyone's kind of standing there going, whoa, look at this guy. <laughs> and um, Nick Kamen was Burmese. And when um, when Ray Petrie kind of contacted that modeling agency to, to hire him, they went, oh, no, he's the only black model we have. And Ray was like, but he's Burmese. That's you know? madness, eh? Yeah. So um, he also, uh, Naomi Campbell, 14-year-old Naomi Campbell, was part of his crew. Um, yeah, and I just like the fact that it really celebrated diversity. They did wear clothing that was kind of out there at the time. I mean, it's completely the norm now. But he was also considered to be the first fashion stylist because he went freelance. True. And, yeah, um, and he kind of paved the way for um, stylists like Katie um, Grand and that sort of thing. So, yeah. It's really interesting. Obviously, we're about to play some Nina Cherry, and uh, she obviously is someone who kind of fits totally in this aesthetic. Was she part of the scene, or is this kind of a homage to the scene? What's the? So she was part of the scene, and um, I guess it's kind of this is when Buffalo became, you know, moved to the forefront, became um, a mainstay, and you know, and she was eight months pregnant when she recorded. Or when she performed on top of the pops and people were like kind of like whoa you know but um and now that's normal that people show you a tummy when you're pregnant yeah but at that time you did not and so yeah buffalo stance was about buffalo um and originally people thought that um buffalo reference referenced the bob marley song buffalo soldier which was an African regiment of the U.S. Army, and it was named by American Indians during the Civil War for their remarkable bravery and courage. Um, but Ray Petrie explained it's actually a Caribbean expression to describe a rebel or rude boy or girl. Um, yeah, it so. is such an interesting like melting pot of of um, references and ideas, eh? Yeah, yeah. But I guess Nina Cherry kind of 
she the song came out in 89 Ray Petrie unfortunately passed away in 89 and so I mean his legacy kind of lives on but yeah I guess that was kind of the end of it really mm, totally oh well thank you yeah. for bringing us a bit of Buffalo this morning uh, Penelope Noir it's been great to dive into this world I feel like a, a good Google rabbit hole is, is beckoning <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, have a lovely rest of your morning we'll talk to you later on thanks see ya Scratching and give me a beat. Ouch! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the hi-hat. Go on. Mmm, that's good. Now the tambourine. Right now. Mmm.
So glad Penny brought this in this morning because this song goes so hard and I haven't listened to it for far too long. Nina Cherry, of course, with Buffalo Stance. That was Fashion with Penelope Noir. We are the Goon Squad and we're coming to town. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Fashion with Penelope Noir. 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 Fashion with Penelope Noir.